1: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on today. Hey man, listen, man. It was funny as heck. <laughs> you you text me say yesterday. He you said, You see about Kyrie Irving? I said, Nah, dog, what happened, man? i am be i be lost to the soup. <laughs> He's like he done requested a trade. And then you know, the meme goes around like, Man, I'm so surprised Kyrie wanted to trade, man. I remember mm-hmm. I remember asking you a couple of years ago. This is right when they got Harden. And I said, How long can they be together? And you said Two years tops. I said, "Come on, Greg. Two years?" And looks like you was right, bro. That's crazy. That is nuts. What went into Kyrie Irving asking for this deal? Was it just the fact that uh, he wanted a long term deal? Was the fact him and KD kind of fell out, or the fact that he feels he can win somewhere better out? somewhere better, a uh, better place, a better pasture?
2: No, it sounds like all this was contract-related. Um, I know Chris Haynes, who works for us now at Bleach Report and the, the uh, TNT um, sidelines, he, he reported that uh, basically the, the Brooklyn Nets offered Kyrie an extension. Um, they did an offer that was basically tied to the team winning a championship, basically meaning like Kyrie would have to be available for them to win because of his unavailability the last couple of years. Um, Kyrie did not like that. Uh, he, he wanted a full max contract without stipulations like that. Uh, he did not get it, and Haynes reported that um, now he said the issue was not about money, and it was reported that Kyrie would not even stay with the Nets now if he was offered a full max contract, which I'm going to call a little bit of BS on that. <laughs> I think if I think if the Nets came back with a full four-year four max and said, yeah, we'll give you this with no stipulations, I think he would sign it. But apparently uh, he wanted an extension from Brooklyn, Brooklyn obviously is hesitant to give him such an extension, even though he's played quite well over the last couple months. Um, I I don't blame them for not giving him uh, a max. He's a max player. Uh, I saw this online yesterday, and I agree with that. He's a max player, but not on a max length deal. I think teams would be comfortable giving him a one- or two-year max. I don't think anybody's going to give him a four- or five-year max this summer. Um, and ultimately with him not getting what he wanted, I think that's what's led to this um, uh, decision to want out of Brooklyn. I don't think it has anything to do with KD. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that he doesn't think he can win there because they were the best team in basketball for, like, the last two months when KD was healthy. Um, I I think it's just all contract-related for Kyrie. Uh,
1: You know, for for Kyrie, why why, it's hard to get into the side of his head. I'll ask you for that reason. You're the basketball guy, basketball writer – um, why wouldn't, if, if he he's playing well when KD's healthy, why would he care if it's a four-year max or a two-year max? Like, he can get two years. He knows he's one of the best players in the, in the game. He knows he can get a two-year max. LeBron takes short deals all the time. It just seems like he's unhappy in Brooklyn long-term. He doesn't really see eye-to-eye with the, with the organization, but yet he still wants the max deal. Why, I mean, what am I missing here?
2: Well, I think there's a couple of things. When we talked about this, like you said, a couple of years ago, I told you that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were the two most miserable superstars I had ever seen. And I've spent more time around Kyrie than I have around Kevin based, based on Kyrie's time in Cleveland. And I, I can say that I've just never seen him truly happy. And I, I don't say that to make fun of him. I say that because I feel bad for him because he reached the mountaintop in Cleveland. He got a max contract here. He won an NBA championship here. He was the guy that LeBron wanted to hand the keys to the franchise to that said Kyrie was going to be MVP of the league one day, and he wasn't happy. Goes to Boston, gets his own team, spends two years there. He's not happy. Leaves there, signs with Brooklyn. Now, what have we seen from there? He's been unavailable. He's taken time off, whether it's the the vaccine issue or it's the the postings on social media. Now it's uh, the trade request. I mean, just he handpicked Brooklyn. He went there because yeah. of Kevin Durant. He he wasn't traded there. He signed there as a free agent, and just no matter where he goes, he's not happy and he's not satisfied. And now the rumors are coming out that well, maybe he wants to go back to the or he wants to go to the Lakers and reunite with LeBron James. And if he does that, he'll probably be happy for a year or two, and then it'll be the next thing. Um, uh, uh, if if you're talking two year max or four year max. I think we have to keep in mind that now Kyrie is going to be 31 years old next year, which is crazy to think about because, you know, we saw him when he was 19 here in Cleveland. He's going to be 31. Um, Once you hit your 30s, I think you just want to get the most money possible, whether it's a four-year deal, a five-year deal. You don't want to sign these one- or two-year deals. You're more susceptible to injuries. Uh, He's played a very physical brand of basketball. He's not just a catch-and-shoot guy. So I think he wants to maximize his, his money and his years. Um, but obviously I know why Brooklyn is is hesitant to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I would be very hesitant if I was Brooklyn. Um, I just don't think um, from a standpoint of I I don't think I could trust him um, to to play all the games, whether or not I don't think I could trust him for him to tell me if he was injured or not Um, because, I mean, he threatened to say I'm going to, if you don't trade me, I'm going to threaten to have elective surgery. I'm like, oh, note to self. Uh, Kyrie is down for the elective surgery. I don't know if I can get down with that, bro, especially um, from a standpoint of Kevin Durant. I mean, how do you explain these guys' relationships? Because now if they do trade him, you'd end up, I think the piece that they would get back from, um, you know, back from, you know, the Lakers would be uh, Westbrook. At one point, you know, you got Westbrook and Durant. They were teammates. I mean, Westbrook and Harden were teammates twice, right? You you think it works? Westbrook and and, and excuse me, Kyrie or Kyrie and, and Durant are, are really good friends. I thought that Durant was really good friends with Harden. How do you explain their relationships as these guys move in and out? And if they did have Westbrook, could Westbrook and Durant coincide at this point?
2: I I would be shocked if this was a two team trade. If it was just Brooklyn and the Lakers, because Obviously, if you want to get Kyrie, he's a guy that's making about $36 million. Um, the only way you do that is if you trade uh, Anthony Davis or you trade Russell Westbrook. And they're not going to trade Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving. That is 100% not going to happen. So it would have to be using Westbrook's contract. I I don't think the Nets would have interest in that. I think that's something that Kevin Durant wouldn't have interest in. I don't think Russell Westbrook would want to play with Kevin Durant. I just don't think that would be a good situation for anybody involved. Um, and you, at this point, you've got to keep Kevin Durant help, happy, because if you're losing Kyrie Irving, you've got to get some pr- premium talent back in return. You're not just going to trade him for scraps, because even if you fear for him losing or leaving in free agency this offseason, you can still do a sign-in trade. You can still get something back for him. So uh, if you're just doing it to get Russell Westbrook, uh, that's not going to keep Kevin Durant help, happy. So. I would think it would have to be a three team trade where you'd have to find a third partner where Westbrook would go to that third team. You would get another point guard back or another premium talent back in place of Kyrie to keep this team competitive because the nets are good. The nets are a good team when everybody is healthy and everybody is on the floor. Like I said, they had the best record of the best net rating over like a month and a half span when Kyrie was available and, and KD was available and they have shooters and they have depth and they have veteran talent on that team. Trade with Westbrook reuniting with Kevin Durant, I think they'd almost certainly have to find a third team to get involved.
1: Uh, talking to Greg Schultz of the Bleach Report on the North said Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Mountline. Uh Let's pivot a little bit and get to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, you know, you, you have the melee. You look at, um, you know, uh, you, what the situation happened with the Memphis Grizzlies, the Cavs, uh, you know, came out after, you know, after that kind of ejection of, of Donovan Mitchell. It looks like they're, they're playing... They play with a little more oomph. They play with a little more uh, aggressiveness. Um, You know, me and Earl have been going back and forth with it today in terms of, um, you know, this Cavaliers team and whether or not they're meeting expectations. Um, As as constituted, um, where do you see them in the East, and do you think that the Cavs um, are in danger of not winning a first-round playoff game uh, given that, you know, possibly they play one of the, the top teams if they move down to the to fifth or sixth?
2: Yeah, so I think it's really important that the Cavaliers end up with the four seed. I think that the, before the season, that's where I projected them to be. I had Boston, Milwaukee, Philly all ahead of them. Those three teams are. Brooklyn, obviously, we don't know what they're going to look like moving forward if they trade Kyrie. Um, I know Christine's reported that he would be surprised if Kyrie was with the team and was not traded, he would be surprised. About that, that would be great for the Cavaliers because then Brooklyn, I I just don't see Brooklyn getting better if they trade Kyrie Irving. So that gives Cleveland, who is only a half game behind Brooklyn right now, that gives them a prime opportunity to move up to that four seed, and then you get to host the first round playoff series. And I think that's really important. a good A good Cavs season for me would be get that four seed, win your first round playoff series and then go from there. If you lose in the, in the, in the second round, that, oh, that's okay, because you've got a lot of good teams ahead of you. I, I would not be upset by that. Yeah. But if you don't get a four or five seed, and if you lose in the first round, to me, that's a disappointing season. I, I think they got to win at least one round, especially because you know we've seen teams like Miami, Atlanta, Chicago, Toronto, some of these teams that we thought would be competing with the Cavs for that four or five seed, they've had bad years. And they, they've, I mean, some of those teams might not even make the playoffs. So for Cleveland, I, I think that's your goal. You've got to be the four seed. You've got to win a playoff series. And especially now with Brooklyn kind of in disarray, uh, this is a prime opportunity. The only thing I'll, I'll say this too about the Cavs, they have seven games between now and the all-star break. The next six games that they play are all against teams that are below 500. Some of those teams like your Detroit, uh, your San Antonio's are not even trying to win. And then you have a New Orleans team that's lost 10 games in a row. So you have a very favorable schedule going in the all-star break. But when you come back, that schedule gets a lot harder. So for me, this is the time for the Cavs to try to make that leap up into the fourth seed and really gain a couple games on the competition.
1: Yeah, I think think so too. You know, I look at some of those teams, and they haven't played very well against subpar 500 teams. What do you make of that? I mean, one of the worst losses I've, losses I've seen is not the fact that the Cavs are losing to teams that are great, right? Or good teams, right? It's it's the fact that you the OKC loss, horrible loss. You, you look at one of the worst losses I've ever seen was the Golden State Warriors loss. And it's just like, it, it, what do you make of, of those losses to the teams where it's just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> we lost to them. Yeah, the the Warriors one for me was
2: way worse than Oklahoma City just because the Thunder have been playing decent basketball lately and then when the, the Warriors come out and announce that they don't they basically don't have their starting five and you're like, Oh yeah, we're gonna win by fifteen or twenty and then they lost. Yeah, that that to me was barred on the the worst loss of the season. Um uh, I am hoping that that little spark that we saw against the Grizzlies, there's that little like emotion that we saw where everybody kinda got fired up about uh Uh, the Donovan Mitchell, uh, Dylan Brooks uh, exchange. I I hope that carries over because this team, as good as they've been, they're 10 games over 500, they're in the fifth seed. That's good, but I I just think the potential is so much greater. And if this team plays with a little bit more urgency, if this team continues to shoot the ball like they did against the Grizzlies where they shot like almost 50% from three, I, I mean, that's the key right there playing with urgency, making your three-point shots, getting those like bench contributions from guys like Jetty Osmond or Dean Wade just knocking down shots. Um, because this starting five all of a sudden is pretty good with Isaac Okoro in it, and, and he looked lost at the beginning of the year, and he's just looked so much better lately. So uh, to me, I, I'm hoping that that kind of spark carries over from Memphis because if they play like that, especially against these you know teams that aren't real great coming up, um, they really could go on a six or seven game winning streak before um before the All-Star Break.
1: Greg, we appreciate you dropping in on us. We'll uh, talk to you very soon and hopefully the Cavs can get this thing rolling before our uh, prior to the All-Star Break and, and, and start a little spark here um before we get to the All-Star Game.
2: All right, appreciate you. yum, yum.
1: All right, man. Greg Schwartz of the Bleach Report.
2: Tune in is the audio platform with something for
0: everyone